in the backwoods of America. We have climbed the highest mountains, searched the densest forest, dragged the swamps, and scoured the prairies to find our leader, retired U.S. Marine gunny, Bud Cornwell. Welcome back, Patriots of America. This is the Gunny, and you're on a Patriot cause. Once again, we have a individual that has served our country faithfully and is in the fight to continue to serve our country, not in a veteran's point of view, but as a citizen in being involved, actually doing something, standing up for America in his state. His name is James Tesaro. Did I say that correctly? That's correct. Awesome. He's a former Army captain of 10 years in the aviation branch. He flew a UH-60 Black Hawk helicopters. And if you don't know what that is, just go back to Somalia and Black Hawk down and you'll understand what these helicopters do, which is absolutely amazing. He was a commander in Operation Iraq Freedom as a combat veteran doing a uh, what I would consider as a veteran, our job. It, it, it doesn't matter where we go, what we do. See, the politicians send us there. We're not worried about how this impacts us. What we're worried about is how does it impact our fellow members in our organization? And how can we get this over so we can go home? That, that's the big cause. Now, the good news, he is the vice chair of the Sheboygan County, Wisconsin Republican Party. He's a business owner, which he should be, has been extremely active in grassroots building throughout the state of Wisconsin. This is very important for all of us as veterans to understand that. We need to stand up, be part of what's going on and not just go, you know, you know, these people are insane, whatever. We got to inject ourselves as veterans. And the efforts to provide evidence in the state of Wisconsin in the election integrity fight, which we all we all know. I mean, even the liberals know what they did in the 2020 election. Don't care what anybody says. I guarantee you uh, we have a big problem with how uh, the politicians, the federal, federal politicians have gotten involved in our state elections. And that's how simple it is. 
The Constitution does not tell the federal government that they can change the state's requirements of election. That's very true. And, and people just don't understand that. But yet, this is the, you know, the bed that these politicians are laying in. You know, uh, the next step when you get a legislator or senator in the state, I want to go to the big house. How do you do that? You reinforce the lies and what's going on with the uh, the swamp in D.C. Okay. So with that, thank you very much, uh, Captain, for being on this show. A lot of veterans are part of us, and we are working towards understanding what's going on. Now, to give you just an insight of me, I'm a retired gunny. In August of 2020, I decided to start this podcast because what I started realizing during that time frame is our government and many millions of citizens, not only as civilians, but as government employees, are actual Marxist communist people. And what I don't understand, and maybe we can continue the discussion as we go, is I was always taught and, and raised in the military that the communist way of life is detrimental to any individual liberty of human beings. But that's what the, our country was based on. The ability for an individual to live their lives with minimal government involvement. This is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a, a bureaucracy at a, a very large scale against the individual's uh, right to live with the God-given rights that they are given. So we fight this every day. and But we also fought this as veterans because we've seen these other countries that were tyranny and, and doing things against their citizens. But now it's here. And the best way to explain it is this. When a veteran stands up, and we raise our hand according to the Constitution, according to the ESO ethos of the military. We support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Unfortunately, the domestic enemy has now become a major part of what we're dealing with. So, um, yeah. Captain, tell us about your career. Uh, what what <clears throat> guided you into this uh, 
political world and you know how uh, you're impacting the state of Wisconsin today? That's a big question. <laughs> First off, thanks for having me, Gunny. This is awesome. Um, I like getting on with other veterans. I like talking with other veterans all over the place whenever we do go um, out and, and meet people. Um, veterans will usually kind of, you know, we all gravitate towards each other. Oh, man, he served here or she served there. And then, you know, we, we have our own uh, likes and dislikes and we always come together for a common goal. And that's um, an unrehearsed answer of we, we have a deep love and appreciation for our country. If we didn't, we wouldn't have put the uniform on to begin with. Um, I can tell you right off the bat, um, growing up, I grew up in Connecticut. Um, and uh, as a prior military, you know, um, you understand we don't always end up back where we're from or we're transplanted somewhere else. We live in multiple places. We meet a lot of people. We experience different cultures. Um, one of the things, and then I'll go back to, you know, the initial start of kind of how I began really quickly is um, the thing that I really want to hammer home is this, the counterculture that we're experiencing in this country right now and what the, you know, the proverbial they, we always say, well, they or them or whatever, they're, they're doing what they're doing to us, but nobody ever names who they are. You kind of touched on it. It's a bureaucracy. It's big business, multi, multi billions of dollars that a lot of it's coming from outside of our own borders, coming into our country, funneling through our government, money laundering schemes all over the place. Some of our politicians, if not a lot of our politicians, are in league with this whole plan, I believe. And some people say, oh, I'll take your tinfoil hat off. It's not a tinfoil hat. You've seen bureaucracy at the highest level, even when you were in the military. Some of these cats that yeah. are up there, they, oh, yeah. they, they, they don't even remember where they started, let alone came from. Uh, you know, but regardless, I think that uh, when people I've been called all sorts of names, I've been called a bigot, a racist, you know, anti woman, anti gay, anti this, anti that. Any name adjective you could put after the word anti, they call us. Okay, when I was still in the service, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Tradoc, there's some training manuals out there that were changed. And you're talking like 2010 to 2015 to identify specifically guys like me and you as domestic terrorists. Yeah. In our country. So and we're training our new cadets, our new officers, our new enlisted folks that this is something that they need to watch out for. So when people come here like, oh, the military is going to save us. Not right now. If thing, I, I don't believe that. I don't. Um, you know, there is such a thing as disobeying an unethical order. But, you know, we veterans that are in the civilian sector now, you know, out there in society that are benefiting society, benefiting our families, working our rear ends off, doing what we need to do in order to produce the American dream for the people that we love and we care about. I think, you know, for all that being said, when we get called those names or get labeled those things, my answer is always, listen, when when I had the American flag on my right shoulder, it was facing it was blown to the rear for a reason. It's because the army moves forward as one unit. The military moves forward as one unit, as a team. We don't give a crap about race. We don't give a crap about yep. gender. We don't Absolutely. give a crap about religion. None of that matters when you got a buddy next to you bleeding out. OK, yep. none of that matters when you got a buddy that can't make it through a training exercise. But the team depends on unity and you work with that guy. You don't abandon him on the battlefield. 
None of that matters. We don't stop and ask those stupid freaking questions. I'm sorry if I'm not allowed to say, you know, anything close to oh, but what, what I'm saying, you know, that and that's a passion of mine. So anyway, switching gears, I just want to make that point because I think we have that in common. I think we're on the same wavelength with that. And it's important because we as veterans have to step out and be brave enough like we used to be or we once were to say, you know, enough is enough. It's hitting the fan. It's really not that bad yet because we still have the freedom to even talk about this on the airwaves. Right. So when when we're not allowed to go to Texas Roadhouse or a steakhouse and get a $30 steak, then we could start talking about that it's bad. But it ain't bad yet because gas prices are high. It's It can get very bad. We both know that. We've been to countries where, you know, the women are walking 20 feet behind the men. Or if you're gay and they find out, you don't get a trial. You don't even get discriminated against. They carry you on top of a building in Saudi Arabia and throw you off until Absolutely. you die. Yep. Okay. You want to talk about discrimination. So I got a three and a half year old little girl. She'll be four in November. My priorities shifted when she was born. It went sure. from me and my business to me and what I wanted to my daughter. And my daughter doesn't have a voice. So when I was in the service, my oath was to defend the constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Absolutely. My child doesn't have a voice right now. I'm her voice. And so her veteran is her dad. And and that's firmly where I stand. But I was raised in Connecticut, half hour north of New York City. I saw the towers fall live, um, made a decision I was going to enlist, got talked out of it by my mom. And one of the guys my dad worked with said, go to college, <laughs> get an, uh, your degree and, and get commissioned in, into, you know, become an officer. And, uh, and so that's what I did. Very shortly after um, uh, flight school in uh, Fort Rucker, Alabama, I went to Fort Riley, Kansas and deployed to Iraq out of there. Um, and, uh, you know, it, and the rest is history. I was always a big mouth. I never obeyed that whole thing. It was like, I know some people have a problem with this, but I was very vocal. The majority of my career was spent under Barack Obama, unfortunately. Um, you know, as a company commander, I'd ask permission to buy toilet paper, um, you know, because the budget was slashed so poorly. We had... Uh, you know, all sorts of crap going down when he was president or whatever. And uh, I, 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 became, I got a political science degree in college. Um, and um, and I've, I was always politically active. You know, we would I just spent time. My family was always very, um, you know, I was raised conservative Christian. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, oh, wow, he was raised that way. So he was, you know, manipulated. I, I'm my own thinker. OK, it doesn't make any sense to follow any kind of liberal policy or Marxist policy. It destroys things. There's not a single example on the planet where that's actually been a good thing or it's produced right. good results. Um, and, you know, and yeah. So anyway, I mean, I don't know if that answers your question or not, but um, you know, roundabout way. I mean, my life's a zigzag pattern and here I am in Wisconsin because my daughter is, is here and, and as her and I, so um, it's, it's all important to me. If we don't fix elections, none of these other issues matter. Hill of beans. No, absolutely. Here. And and the thing the thing is this, and you hit it on the nail, is this. Veterans support and defend the Constitution. That's right. Not a political world or a political environment. Yep. Can the I make a quick point to that? Yeah, go ahead. Here's the here's the thing. I don't care whether somebody is a Democrat or Republican and independent, right? whatever, doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum you fall on. You shouldn't have a problem with people fighting to have free and fair elections to preserve the dignity, sanctity, sovereignty, and just flat out goodness of what America stands for. 
If right. we don't have truth and transparency in our election system, we have nothing. If Joe Biden won the election in 2020 fair and square, I'd accept it. But he didn't. Right. And so regardless of the side of the aisle, if it was the opposite way around, I'd still be fighting for this because the truth is still important for the future of my daughter. And I don't want her to grow up in a Marxist society where the state gets to tell her what she learns, what she eats, where she can go. These, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's getting to the point where it's just it's flat out asinine and people are accepting it. And that's what I can't understand. Why? Where are the veterans? There's millions of us. Yeah, exactly. Millions. We exactly. need to get involved at the grassroots level. We have to be involved. We have to be loud in a patriot style way. And, and by that, I mean vocal. You have to you have to stand for what you believed in 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Yep. There's uh, you know? eight, 8 million veterans, not yeah. counting active duty. Right. That have served or retired 8 million. Right. And I, I agree with you. Where in God's name are we? Right. So, and and you're talking about you know elections and the system. Well, the system that we have today is not the constitution yeah. system, right? It's uh, it's it's a dual way to look at it. You know, the Democrats specifically want to go into this digital election process. Yep. Right. Where where you can fill out a ballot, you know, it's sent to your house and then it's, you know, going to be de delivered to a box. They have no idea who you are, nor do they care. Right. So that's the, 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 the one major issue is being able to just carry ballots uh to these uh, Dropbox. Right. Now there is this, uh, you know, concept which many Democrats use. Um, unfortunately, Republicans don't. Is canvassing, going right. out to old people's uh, houses or you know, nursing care centers, and right. have them fill out a ballot. And then they carry that. And that's been going on for years in this country. But the issue is, the main issue that we're dealing with is being able to identify that person as the person that actually did the ballot. And there's only one way to do that register go to a voting poll and show the id and match yep. that with the registered person right it's it's That's really right. that simple and and we're dealing with this every single day now i live in alabama and fortunately you cannot vote in alabama unless you have an id and you're registered. So they do that checks and balances. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the Democrats have 
change the constitutional requirement that you must be, which is most important, a U.S. citizen to vote. Right. So so right. what you're talking about in Wisconsin, trying to change the, you know, the attitude of these people is why in the world would we allow any individual now millions and millions of people that are not citizens in this country to vote? Right. It's it's very simple. I'm going to put this very, very, very simple. The Democrats cannot win elections. No. They haven't been able to win elections for years. Yep. You're saying, oh, wait a minute. Obama got elected. Yeah. Biden got elected. They didn't do it through the we, the people of the United States. Right. They did it through their... evil power minds of tyranny right and i can sum this up very simple obama said in the 2008 election which actually shocked me into you know being more involved in the election process he said, we will transform yep. America. Sure did. And what, he, what he meant was we will eliminate the Constitution. We will eliminate the three-tiered government that we have. Yep. Preach. And <laughs> and yep. and we will have total control of this country. Yep. You, you can't put it any other way than that, right? Right. 100% agree with you, Gunny. You can't have a new world order or globalized system with a superpower Absolutely. like America. That is why Donald Trump was such a threat. That is why they went to every extent they possibly could to remove him, to make sure that he did not step foot in that Oval Office anymore. That's exactly what happened. You're 100% right. Yep. Yeah. I and mean, something it's... that touches near and dear to our hearts, obviously, is the military industrial complex. He wouldn't start a new war. So the generals that he hired, like Kelly and Mattis, wouldn't even go along with him anymore. That's what really. Sure. And and anyway, not to go down a rabbit hole, but that that's really what it comes down to. War is big money, big business. We know that. And uh you know, it it really is a, a follow the money and you're hitting on all the all the points with the Democrats. But you know what I got a problem with, honestly, and I hope I can be this blunt on your show. I have a feeling I can. The Republicans sure. are literally standing by the established right is standing Absolutely. by and Absolutely. they are allowing it to happen. And it makes me yeah. want to ask a question of what's worse, us knowing that the Democrats are doing what they're doing as criminals or the Republicans being cowards and not standing up to them and doing what's right by the people. But yeah, doing the worst is, yeah, the worst is the Republicans because the Democrats are always, always yep. going to do that. So sure. I want you to think about something. A lot of people don't understand the difference of the liberal mentality mm -hmm. and the conservative mentality. Right. Right. So he, he, this is how it is. 
conservatives understand that we as human beings are faulty. Right. Right. We we are failed and sinful people to the God that created us. Right. It's it's that simple. Now the Democrats yep. are different. What they think is if we can create a utopia to yeah. solve all these problems to you know give these people money you know make their lives better then the world's going to be better right but all you have to do is go through the many <laughs> years of the last 60 or 70 years and realize right. that that doesn't work you just nope. cannot allow a person you know, to think that they're going to change just because right. of you, you know, how you think that the world should be. Exactly. That yeah. That's the, the big difference. This is why we are dealing with uh, this today, vice, you know, 20, 30, even 50 years ago. Sure. Is these people understand that, you know, and what sucks about all of this more than anything else is the majority of these people that are, are determining this in their minds are filthy, rich, yep. you know, yep. Yep. people that have never lived the life of the normal person in America. Yeah. You mean it's you mean Joe's us. just not an average guy from Scranton? Come on now. <laughs> the I big mean, guy. He, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just like the rest of he's been in the, you know, he was in sure. the government for a year. The guy never had a, a real job. Right. Never. So right. that's what we're dealing yeah. with. So I agree. With uh you. we're we're gonna take a break. When we get okay. back, I, I want to talk about um your experience in the military uh, and specifically how you view, view as a veteran, uh, how we can collectively come together with, for instance, General Miley, or not Miley, but General Flynn, sure. right, which is doing sure. a great job to try to gather these veterans, you know, the, the issue is how do we all come together? What is, you know, that key? I think that the veterans are the only line of defense using our voice, working with the legislation, working with the state and uh, federal legislation is the only thing left to make this a peaceful way of correcting our country. Yeah. And maybe I'm off in left field, but all right. I don't think so. James, we'll be right back and we'll talk to you in a second.
sorrow from a uh, 10-year experience in the army and we're talking about specifically uh the election issue the uh you know the ability for these states to correct uh long-standing issues with the election process uh, i'm convinced and i'm sure that James is that uh, the machines and the electronics that were all put in there was put in there for a purpose mm -hmm. uh, so that the tyranny and the evil people of this world that want power and take it from you created this situation. However, there is a hope and the hope is that the majority, the vast majority of American citizens want to be left alone. And, and this is how they are. And I agree with it. But somebody has got to stand up and, and millions of people have got to stand up to work towards correcting uh, our election process specifically dealing with the state's individual. And uh, this is what we need to do. If you're in any, any blue state as a veteran and you're sitting there just going, I'm going to sit on my couch and wait till I'm dead, you're not doing anything towards helping our kids, our grandkids uh, to be able to have a free country. And yeah. it's, it's very much that simple. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I do. So let's talk about uh, 
how did you get involved in the Wisconsin, you know, working towards correcting that uh, voter process? Well, uh, I'm sure that a lot of your viewers know who uh, Captain Seth Keschel is. Um, and uh, he happens to be my best friend. Uh, he and I have become like brothers over the last three years. Um, I always joke around because he's, you know, six inches taller than me, six, six, I'm six foot. I'll always look up to him as my big brother. <laughs> so, but um, he's, uh, you know, he's obviously been in the fight uh, for a while with um, uh, the election integrity. Uh, he's, you know, he's a, a leader in that movement uh, with General Flynn. And um, I would say maybe four or five days after the 2020 election, I had already been living in Wisconsin. Um, and uh, basically, uh, we had a mutual friend. He had sent me some of Seth's work that he had written about what had just happened. And he said, hey, do you want to read this? And I said, sure. And so uh, long story short, uh, I read it. And I said, oh, that's good stuff. And uh, I said, well, if you have his contact info, since, um, you know, he's your, he's a friend of yours, I said, send it to me and I'll, I'll get in touch with him because I'm in Wisconsin, one of the states that was um, obviously um, stolen. And um, I, I sent Seth a text and I said, hey, I'm in Wisconsin, whatever you need. I know that you're in um, you're in Washington right now. Um, you know, shoot me a message if you need anything answered me right away, said, send me your bio. Um, and, uh, a couple days later I was in DC with him and, uh, that's how, how I got started on the election integrity fight for, for the, the fraudulent election. Now, as far as, as far as politics goes, when I moved here, um, one of the first things I did actually was I walked into the uh, GOP headquarters here in Sheboygan, uh, as a brand new resident of the city and uh, didn't know anybody, walked in, met a very, very nice uh, lady who's still a friend of mine. Um, and she actually helps watching my daughter when I'm working sometimes. Um, and uh, I said, how do I get involved? Um, nobody pushed me to do it. I just, I wanted to do it. Uh, that was, I'd say that was in the winter of, um, the winter of 2019. And about a year goes by and, uh, and then obviously what happened happened, but I just, I just got involved and I started uh, organizing um, some events with some grassroots leaders around the area um, and started making friends and started getting even more active in the grassroots movement. Uh, then I ran for mayor in uh, 2021 uh, lost in the primary, but um, you know, I think that that was, I'm a firm believer that there's no such thing as coincidence. I believe that God has a path for, for folks. Sure. Um, you know, I, I believe that I ended up in Wisconsin because this is where he wanted me to be. And I'm a firm believer in for such a time as this. Um, I think that we're all strategically placed by by God right now, because I'm also Amen. a believer. And I'm not I'm not saying that, um, you know, I'm not placing the nation above God in any way. That's not what I'm getting at. I don't want to be misinterpreted here. I do, however, believe and maybe this is prideful, but there's nowhere else on the planet. Nope. To go. I know where you're going. If, if, I know, if, I know if, where you're going. Nope. <laughs> it, you know, and, and it comes back to it, Gunny. Like it comes back to there's a reason you and I put on the boots, man. Yeah. There's a absolutely. reason, there's a reason why, you know, and there's a reason why. Because we believe in that shining city on the hill. 
that Reagan talked about. We believe in that, you know, in that concept, what the founders believed in, like Thomas Jefferson, he said, I know I'm signing my own death warrant. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but by signing this document, I'm signing my own death warrant. Sure. I don't think people realize how many of those folks, those men and women lost their lives and everything that they built their yep. entire life was taken exactly. from them by, by, by becoming, you know, and and quite frankly, an America first colonial, yeah, colonist. I mean, really, Absolutely. if you think about it, America first is not a new concept. No. It's it's not a new concept. It's what we were built on. It's ingrained in our spirit. God wouldn't have put us here if it wasn't worth fighting for. And so, another thing that really bothers me is when I go to church or I hear Christians and they say, "Well, you know, this is this is God's plan, or or this or that, or, or this isn't our real home." And and so, I'm a firm believer in God's plan. I believe that Jesus is coming back. But I also believe that if this wasn't important to fight for, God wouldn't have put us here. Free will. Free will, Amen. brother. Right. You know, and, and I'm not I'm I just refuse to sit on my rear end and just allow, like you said, like I'm not gonna sit on my rear end and watch TV and pretend like everything's great because the Packers are winning on Sunday, which they're not, but I mean that's besides <laughs> the point. Okay, like <laughs> you know, so I don't know what to say past that. It's just very simple for me. And I it's hard for me to conceptualize the fact that somebody could put a uniform on, put their life on the line for people they don't know, but they're not willing to get involved. This is very simple for me. I, I'm not over here to give a shameless plug for the Republican Party because I, I made it very clear in the first segment that I I despise what the Republican Party is doing right sure. now. I understand. Okay? Absolutely. And understand. as a vice chair of the Republican Party, I'm going to catch heat for saying this because I already have on other shows. But, sure, that's fine. Okay. Um, I'm not interested in party politics right now. Yeah, you got you got to take them to task. You yeah, know, you, you got, got to. to. You the, know, conservative right is a a uh, a way of life. Right, right, and it works. It works, and it preserves freedom. And all yeah. I want for my kid and everyone else's kids, I I mean this from the bottom of my yeah. heart, is for them to grow up without daddy government telling them how they need to live their life. I don't need anybody telling me how to raise my kid. And if you come after my daughter, there's going to be hell to pay. And I don't care who hears it. And I don't care how they interpret it. My kid is my kid. God gave me that child as her earthly father. It's my job to stand in the gap for her. Just like me and millions like you and others stood in the gap for people we didn't even know we were willing to go overseas to crap holes to defend their right to stay free. Sure. And I, I believe, here, here's what I say, it's so easy to do. Go to your local GOP headquarters. Yes, absolutely. Join the party. Step number one, just pay the 30, 40, 50 bucks for the year. Become a member. You become something. Get get off the couch. Yes. Stop in the bonbon. Stop watching exactly. CNN right. and actually do something. Amen. You know, about a year ago, I got on a podcast and I said, we're going to we're going to infiltrate the establishment. And by the time they realize when it comes time to vote, we're going to vote in patriots into positions where there's establishment schmucks or soft people who just want to go along to get along. And then the people own that county party. I am talking the lowest possible rung of the ladder. You don't climb a ladder from the top down. You climb it from the bottom up. I think. The way to do this is to get involved in your community, get involved in a grassroots organization or a small group 
somewhere around where you live. Um, get involved with canvassing. You touched on the left doing it, the right too. I'm a member of a board of a, a organization, a national organization with Mark Fincham and Seth Keschel called the Election Fairness Institute. And we're rolling out a mapping, a precinct mapping and data collection project so that people all over the country in every county will have information in their hand for them to use to go out and canvas. And then I, I've stood up and said this at multiple board meetings too. We don't have to do, you know, our, our elected officials, they, oh, well, we wrote this election reform bill or this reform bill or that. We don't need to reform the election laws. We need to follow them. That's what we need to do. We need to yep. follow the law. It worked for 200 years. It'll work again. I'm a huge advocate for same day voting, paper ballots, no machines, make election day a holiday like Seth talks about. You know, like we're on the same page with this so that nobody has an excuse as to not be able to go vote. Go vote one day. And you know what? If it takes six, seven, 12 hours to count the ballots by hand, so be it. So be it. That That's where I'm at. And I think that what we need to do, I'll give you an example. I know, I know I'm probably talking too much, but here in this, the city of Sheboygan, 62 to 64% at any given year of residents rent. So what does that tell me from an election standpoint? We have an organization in the state of Wisconsin called WEC, Wisconsin Election Commission. It's headed up by chairwoman who was voted not to be reconfirmed by the Senate two months ago, yet still somehow occupies the seat and will not leave. Megan Wolf. OK, Mike Gableman, who I know, you know, that name. He was actually at our headquarters last night to about 100 people and gave a presentation on his report where he. Um, outlined the reasons why she should be impeached and removed from the office that she is illegally holding right now. And that's besides the point. My point here is in the city of Sheboygan, just as one, and these are the things you can get involved in and go investigate and then make it known to people. That little bit, that that will get people thinking. It plants a seed and then it'll grow. Each one reach one. One person brings a friend. That person brings a friend. And then those two people bring a friend. And by, by before you know it, we got 70% of the 8 million veterans in the country that are now involved. That's a lot of people. So <clears throat> as far as the residency in the city of Sheboygan, to actually make my point instead of digressing like a squirrel, um, if they're renting, the average renting time is two to three years. Okay. People are like, well, how are they sending all these ballots to these these residences and stuff like that? If the people don't live there and this, well, I'll tell you how. In the state of Wisconsin, as an example, the voting rolls have not, the registration rolls have not been updated yeah. in decades. Not Absolutely. months, not years. Absolutely. Decades, Gunny. Decades. For, a, for okay? a purpose. And there is nothing in any state or county or municipal statute that makes a resident or the clerk's office demand that the registration be changed unless they decide to go vote in person in a different precinct or ward, depending on where you live. OK, so that means that if resident A, B, C, D, E and F used to live at such and such yep. an address, they can produce, which is what they did in Milwaukee. People are like, oh, the machines, yep. the machines, the machines played a role. But here's what they did in, in Wisconsin. They were able to produce fake ballots for every town in every county in the entire Absolutely. state of Wisconsin. And then they fed them into machines in Dane County, Milwaukee County and, and Brown counties. 
they didn't they didn't do the fraud, commit physical fraud with paper ballots that were produced for all these people who no longer yeah. live at these residences in every county. But they sure as heck produced ballots for those people who lived in those counties all over yep. the state. And that's where you get massive drops in the middle of the night of yep. 186,000 ballots for Biden and 15,000 for Trump. Because that's what they did. That's so how I, they're doing I, it. Yeah. So ask yourself, why? Why Wisconsin? Sure. We we know the answer. Uh-huh. Wisconsin, Georgia, right? Arizona. Yeah. You, you see where I'm going here? These right. people knew that these are the states that can change any type of election. Right. GOP, uh, Democrats, they understand this. Yep. The, these are the majority of the states, Michigan, yep. where if, if we can just flip it over, right. and as we're watching the 2020 election, you can see how they dropped all of these fake ballots yep. to you know those four specific states for a reason. I'm going to tie it up. With, I'm going to tie it up here real, on this point. I take it personal because when you and I served, when these veterans that we're talking to yep. right now served, they put their life on the line to preserve the sanctity of every citizen's vote. Right. I've lost friends, I'm sure you have too, in combat situations, to suicide from PTSD, from the stuff Absolutely. that they saw and had to deal with. I take Absolutely. it personal because what these people that are stealing, the sanctity of a vote, the most simple concept in a republic, a constitutional republic, with what they're doing is they're, they're negating the bloodshed and the sacrifice of the people who came back maimed, the people who didn't come back, that that were draped with a flag when they did come back, the families who lost a loved one, the wives who lost a husband, the husbands who lost wives, you name it. They're negating, they're, they're erasing the memory and the value of the lives that were lost in sacrifice to the sanctity and sovereignty of this country by stealing elections. And that, if that doesn't pull and motivate a veteran to get up and stand up and do what's right, I don't know what will, because it really oh, is that yeah. simple. All you got to do is look at the the one picture of Biden checking his watch. Yep, at the airport when, when those bodies, our bodies came back. Home. Coming back. Yep. Yep. Look. Sorry to hold you up, sir. Yeah. No, Captain. These people don't care. See, what no, we're doing is is we're using rationalism to understand the patriotism yep. of our country. They have no patriotism. They have right. power. They and they will do anything they can because they cannot get elected by the people. So right. the people that you're that. talking about is the majority. Amen. The veterans are the majority. How do you circumvent that? And this is what it's all about. And I want to uh, re-emphasize what you're talking about, America. Uh, God created this country. Absolutely. And I understand why. 
and the best way to explain this to many people that I talk to is America in our 250 years has provided missionaries across this globe right. more yep. than any other country in the history of the world. Right. And that's what is actually being jeopardized. We talk right. about us, you know, our lives and, you know, how we live and the freedoms. All I, I, I get all that. I understand all that. I, I'm very distraught at thinking that, you know, my liberty is being taken from me. But what's most right. important is this. If this country is taken over by the globalists, by the CCP, whatever brand that you, you know, the Islam, whatever it is, then the gospel of Jesus Christ will, will, will not be spread right. the way it is. So I'm not saying, you know, from a veteran standpoint that you have to be a Christian. That's not the point I'm making. No. Nope. The point I'm making is because of the development of America, the goodness of God has been spread across this globe. This is the Absolutely. evil that we're actually fighting. And now that same evil is in our government. It's in our election system. Yep. And unless the people, we, individual people on a mass scale stand up and understand that it's over and i i've i said this in the 2020 election and i said if donald trump doesn't get elected not saying that i completely you know agree with donald trump but i know he's he sure. did a great job yeah. then it's going to be it's going to be hell and it is. It's it's proven. But I guarantee you this. If a God-fearing president doesn't sit in the White House in this next election, it's going to be impossible. It's over. To save the country. It's, it's absolutely over. And from a veteran standpoint, like you and, and the rest of us, that's very hard for us to deal with. Yep. You know, just taking everything you're talking about, we have given our lives. I have many veterans, you know, from privates all the way up to generals that I talk to on a weekly basis, you know, talking about uh, what is going on and, you know, what has happened to our military. I mean, the present active duty military. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, it's very simple. It's power. It's it's a involvement of these evil people trying to actually destroy the country. Yeah. So how do you do that? One, you do it through the voting process. Two, you destroy the military. Three, you increase the bureaucracy of the government, the CIA, you know, all these three-letter people. 
they are all in bed with this uh, same ideology of we're all terrorists. All of us now are terrorists, especially if you're white. Yeah. You know, and and did did we fight for this? Of course not. We we did not. We fought right. for every single individual to have the rights as an individual. But Amen. they do not see it the same way that we do. They see this being part of the elitist global ideology. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, James, this is the last country on this globe. The last one. If it comes down, then there can be and will be a quote new world order in this world because yeah. the it, islamic people this the ccp they'll all fall into that i sure. guarantee it because they don't have liberty they're in in these tyranny environments you know and yeah. if this last freedom loving country is gone th there's no hope for the world that's my hundred percent. No, you're hundred so percent. There's nowhere I mean, look, else to go. Look at us. We're you know we're the George Washingtons. You know we we are the Thomas Jeffersons. Not for America, but for the world. For the world, I believe that world. would. Yep, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Well, sir, I I can't thank you enough. Uh, let's stay connected. Get you back. Oh, I'd love to. Love and, to. And. Uh, We'll talk more uh, about what your efforts is in Wisconsin, how it's going. Sure. Um, my podcast is across the United States and Italy and France wow. and Germany. I mean, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And they're listening to us and, and they're understanding sure. that. It's very important that we can, you know, use our First Amendment rights until it's taken away permanently. Right which hopefully will never happen. So thank you again for, for coming on the podcast. Uh, I love you very dearly as a patriot of America and specifically as a former veteran uh, during the time, for, specifically during the time frame I served. And thank you for your service for America. Well, thank you for your service. And thanks for having me on. This has been a really great afternoon, actually, for me. I appreciate it. Very, very much. I think you're doing great work. Yes, sir. Take care of yourself. You too. Wish the buck was still silver And it was back when the country was strong Back before Elvis, before the Vietnam War came along Before the Beatles 
than yesterday When a man could still work and still would It's the best dog for free life behind us now The good time's really over for good I wish Coke was still cola And a joint was a bad place to be It was back before Nixon Lied to us all on TV Before microwave ovens When a girl could still cook and still wood Best dog for free life behind us now The good time's really over for good I'll be rolling down a hill like a snowball headed for hell With no kind of chance for the flag or the liberty bell I wish a Ford and a Chevy would still last ten years like they should The best of the free life behind us now The good time's really over for good Let's make a Ford and a ship that would still last ten years like they should. Cause the best of the free life is still yet to come. The good times ain't over for good.